Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to another episode of Plant Harvest Prosper. I am your show host, Kel Williams. Today's episode is called New Year, New You, Transition Resolutions to Action with a Go Forward Plan. The purpose of Plant Harvest Prosper is to help our listeners make wise decisions with your money and encourage you to live purposefully towards prosperity. Our listeners will receive completely objective and independent advice designed to help you succeed regardless of age or financial means. We challenge you to define what living a good life really looks like and then determine how to use your wealth to achieve that according to your purposes. Each week, we'll address a different financial topic with applicable steps to be in now, if not already. Today, we're going to discuss the topic brought forth from a recent webinar of ours, The Go Forward Plan. We have quite the treat today with special guests Lee and Peter Cleveland to share what a Go Forward Plan is, why do one, and their own personal stories that has led them to where they are today. To start though, I wanna address the top question of the week that we received since our last episode. Thank you to our listeners for being engaged and reaching out. This week's question is, what does inflation mean for my taxes now? Great question. People will start to see real effects from inflation immediately with their taxes. Typically, we use it in a future perspective. Well, hey, all oh, inflation is this percentage here. That means your future purchasing power is going to be this. Or, for example, in my last episode, uh, milk eroded to um, being a much more expensive product back than, say, the 1980s or the 1950s or the 1900s in general, right? As time goes on, inflation erodes purchasing power. But we will start to see real effects from inflation with your 2022 tax return, okay? On top of what we're already saying, for example, used cars already up 40% since the pandemic, right? So we're starting to see real effects daily. But for background, an action named Inflation Indexing was enacted by the IRS in 1981 after years of really high inflation. I'm talking double what we're seeing now. And right now is very high, according to recent years, 7%. So back then we were seeing double that. So they enacted inflation indexing. What is that? Inflation indexing adjusts the tax brackets every year. So the dollar bandwidth, so if you're in 12% marginal tax bracket, 22% marginal tax bracket, et cetera, et cetera, the dollar bandwidth for that bracket, they're adjusting to take into consideration inflation. So as inflation increases and income wages increase, so do those bandwidths, which is good. This allows a real relative tax liability for taxpayers rather than a big spike if tax bracket income levels were just level and they were not adjusted upward accordingly. However, not all tax provisions are indexed for inflation. Hence, why taxpayers will see real impacts on their 2022 return immediately. For example, here are some categories where you won't see inflation indexing. Your mortgage interest, how much you can deduct. For those that have really large homes or maybe have uh, 
couple different homes. Maybe they have a second home, et cetera. And they have mortgages that amount to higher than the current limit of 750000 Well, they can't still deduct beyond the 750000 limit. Okay? They're still limited there. Then we also have the capital gain exclusion on a home sale. Now, we know one of the big narratives in the media are how high these homes are getting in their sales prices, how much they're appreciating. Well, it's still capped at $250,000 for those that are single and then $500,000 for married filing jointly. So if you bought this home, I don't know, back in 2000 and you're single for $500,000 and it's grown to $900,000, well, then you still only get an exclusion on $250,000, but you have to pay capital gains tax on the difference. That has not been indexed for inflation. That's remained level. So as our homes are appreciating more and more, this capital gain exclusion effectively is getting smaller with inflation. Another one, if you itemize on your tax return, is what's called the SALT state and local income tax deduction. That's still capped at $10,000. So property taxes in some states alone are 20,000 plus, depending on the property. So if you were just going off of the most recent inflation data, 7%, in actuality, that 10,000 has now been reduced to only a 9,300 deduction, right? Because you have 10,000, you had 7% inflation, well, then that's reduced the amount that you're actually being able to deduct off your tax return. Then you also have the capital loss. So if you have uh, a large amount of capital losses on your balance sheet, right? maybe you bought this investment, it fell through, you sold it, and now you have this big loss. Well, now you can still offset gains, of course, but you can still only deduct 3000 against your income. And it's been like that for quite some time. So as inflation increases, that 3000 gets smaller and smaller. They have not adjusted accordingly for that. There's also a 3.8% surtax on investment income. That has not been adjusted for inflation as well. That limit is still 200000 for single and 250000 of income for married filing jointly. So you'll see more and more people that are making good income and have a solid balance in a taxable brokerage account pay more tax. So remember the 3.8% surtax, the net investment income, so the dividends, uh, interest that accumulates, instead of it being taxed at 15%, it'll be taxed at 18.8%. And instead of 20%, 23.8%, depending on where you stand for the brackets. That has been very level for quite some time. So these are some examples that you'll start to see starting with the 2022 tax strip. We know long-term the significant impacts high inflation can have, but these are just some of the things to be privy of now as well. So make sure you plan accordingly. And now on to our main topic for today. How do we turn our resolutions into action consistently and intentionally. I have the absolute pleasure to interview the wonderful human beings of Lee and Peter Cleveland today. Their interview, I have no doubt, will be filled with so much value 
that'll tie in some elements of our normal plant harvest prosper application as well. So for background, Lee is an associate advisor for our team, Financial Harvest Wealth Advisors, and is extremely valuable as a teammate and friend to myself and so many. I mean, it is extremely rare that a conversation comes up here in the office where she doesn't have some kind of connection. I mean, any kind of connection. It's surreal. She's always knows someone in our conversations. It's unbelievable. She was born and raised here locally in Winter Park, graduated from Rollins College, and also is a lifelong learner, going through the coursework for the CFP exam, as well as doing the coursework for investment fiduciary license as well, investment advisor license. In addition, as a daughter of an estate planning attorney, Lee has a desire to bring order out of chaos. Love that narrative and the gift for helping others focus on meaning and intentionality when planning outcomes. Lee has over 14 years of experience in the world of finance and not only wears a multitude of hats for our team, but also for her family as a mother and wife for Peter, which is a great seg to the man in the myth, Peter Cleveland. Peter's a native Central Floridian. He's enjoyed most of his life in Winter Park and surrounding areas, but his interesting and diverse pool of talent has actually afforded him experiences across the U.S. and throughout Florida. So he responded to an opportunity to learn all aspects of the film and production industry. Peter spent several years in Los Angeles, out in California, where he developed some long-lasting relationships in that industry that he maintains today. When he ventured back to the Orlando area, he devoted his creative skills to a decade of printing advertising, where he added to his growing Rolodex of industry professionals. Following his passion for creative thinking, Peter embarked on a new journey, applying his many gifts to the roofing and construction industry, where he excels both in the field and at the conference table. Several years into the mission, Peter is now a top-ranking million-dollar sales rep with Janie Roofing. He's married to the love of his life, Lee, here at Financial Harvest. They have two children, Parker, almost six. She's careful to point that out. It's a very important detail. (laughs) Very important detail. And Paul, who's two. And they have two hamsters, Belle and Gaston. And they're (laughs) anxiously awaiting the arrival of a new chocolate lab puppy sometime here in the spring. So excited to have them both. And they also attend First Presbyterian Church of Orlando here as well. So welcome both. Uh, So excited to have you. And I'm going to dive right into our first question for today. Sounds good. Yeah. But Kellen, I have to say, I know about many of your gifts and talents. Okay. I had no idea introductions was on that list. You are a gifted. Thank you. Thinker of people's virtues. That's right. You know, that is a newfound talent, apparently, because I did not know that either myself. Well, so thank you for the kind comment. Don't keep it to yourself. Okay. Good deal. We'll, we'll not. You both have had much success even when being pulled in so many different directions with family, careers, et cetera, what's been the biggest recurring challenge or obstacle you both have faced either in the past or still ongoing? You want to lead? Um, Yeah, I'll start. As I started to think about this question, it was hard to narrow it down to just one challenge 
Mm. Um, but as I started to think about it, um, your life comes at us from so many different angles, particularly the environment we live in, a 24-hour news cycle, um, being marketed to constantly. Um, so my answer to this would be um, trying to eliminate distraction uh, from my life um, is probably the biggest obstacle and ongoing. Um, I don't know that we ever arrive at you know, turning off the noise completely, um, but that's something that I'm working towards um, and is present in my life, probably now more so than it ever has been. Can I piggyback on that? Yes. Yeah, I would say a challenge in addition to that is uh, coming from two different backgrounds. Mm. So the way we approach all the things that are important to us in life that are you know pretty much shared as far as we're concerned, especially at the outset when we first got married, you kind of dive deeper and you learn that you come with your own stories, your narratives, your own backgrounds, how you were raised. And so finding a way to, um, you know, with, with total virtue and love for our families, is like kind of meld together where we came from into like where we want to go and how we want to raise our family. So that, that can feel kind of like a struggle. Mm. That's really good. Now that's, um, I love the, the reference to distraction because so often, in fact, daily we hear, whether we're watching the news, whether we're listening to family or friends, these distractions can seep into our lives. So that's a, a great recurring challenge. And that's a great point, Lee, on how do you, how do you blend the different backgrounds together? So my next question, how are you working to overcome those challenges today? Can we start? Yeah, why don't we yeah. switch off? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I would say that the way that we work to overcome it is by communication, just being in narratives with each other and having a plan in place, like uh, distractions, new and shiny things, offers or invitations, like they pop up all the time, whether it's a new sport for Parker or a vacation with friends or, you know, like even read this book or listen to this podcast is like, how are we filtering what we choose to invest our time and energy in and how's it, how's it contributing to or taking from mm -hmm. what's most important to us, which is our family and how we serve it. For me personally, which as you know, Kellen, as, as a married man, anything we do personally affects us as a couple. Um, so what I've been doing is working to eliminate some of those distractions. Mm. Um, you know, our mental health is a direct, directly impacted by our, you know, physical health. So putting good things into me, uh, into my mind and my body so that, um, and, and removing some of the bad stuff, you know, limiting um, social media, how often I'm engaged in that. And one thing that I've done recently um, is uh, eliminated alcohol. Mm. So um, over the last six weeks, have not been uh, consuming alcohol. And so those two things, um, so, you know, those two, I'd say those, in my opinion, two big things to limit. Um, and I found that the results have been uh, cascading. 
Mm. That's really good. I love um, just the fact that I was spoken some really wise words one time and the conversation comes up between, hey, how do we avoid burnout or how do we find balance and how we do that? And technically, you can't really find balance because we can't all have complete you know, unity in every aspect of our life. Right. So how we avoid burnout is we focus on what's truly important to us. So your spouse, your children, your work, your faith, et cetera. And that's how you avoid burnout. So I, I just love how you guys spoke to that. So the reason why I start off with these two questions is because so often we find ourselves as humans repeatedly challenged bit by bit by certain obstacles in our lives. Thus, why many of us have, oh, I'm going to have a new year resolution to try to overcome and reset to try to break those habits. But many people usually don't hold the intentionality to keep up with these resolutions. So my next question is, what is a go forward plan and why write one? Well, Kellen, I'm so glad that you asked. <laughs> um, so for us, the go forward plan is um, it's a filter, a filter through which we put everything, every decision that we make. Um, it's a design for our actions and our behaviors, the outcomes we want to see for our family, you know, individually and also as as the whole family. Um, and for me, the you've heard the phrase tyranny of the urgent. Mm. It, it helps to give less power to the tyranny of the urgent, that it, it's not as urgent as it seems because in the daily support systems that are in place to consider the five areas of the go forward plan, which are faith, family, fitness, finance, and friends slash fun. Oh, yeah. okay. So within, <laughs> That's a Cleveland spin. That's a Cleveland spin. Okay. Okay. So it's, um, what it is, is a tool for edifying and encouraging our marriage and the decisions that we make. And, uh, why do it specifically is to develop common language and, outcomes, narratives for the family, and reduce noise and distractions. Really good. Okay. Well, as always, Lee puts it much more eloquently than I would. Um, <laughs> but put simply, a go-forward plan is goal setting. You're saying that this, this year, these are the things we want to accomplish. Um, and the importance of writing it, writing any goal, is you're 42% more likely to succeed in that goal if you write it down. Um, so I'd say it's incredibly important. I have goals. I've had a lot of goals through my life. I didn't always write them down. Um, and I've found this is the second year we've done this. Um, and granted, we're only a few weeks in. Um, but just seeing it come to life and putting it in writing um, much more likely to succeed. Mm. Now, Peter, I'm, I'm a numbers guy, so I love you slinging around that 42%. That's, <laughs> that, that's right. I can't prepare. That's right. I love it. Good deal. So that's interesting. You said put it in writing. So what does that look like? What is the actual tangible, because we're big about application on the show. What does a tangible go forward plan look like? Well, when we were first drafting it, we were doing exactly that, uh, you know, pen and paper, writing it out. 
Um, it has since been transformed into an electronic uh, copy. Um, and it's a shared document uh, between Lee and I. Um, for me, it helps to, to print it out. So, yeah. you know, we, when we were initially brainstorming, wrote it out, pen and paper, put it into um, a spreadsheet, which I then print out and revisit it. We'll revisit it together throughout the year, but revisiting it individually and checking in on myself and the goals that we have set forth. Got it. Now, Kellen knows me well enough to know that I am like an organization. Everything has a place and it belongs in its place. If it's not in that place, it's out of place. And I think Dave Ramsey would call that the nerd. Okay. And right. Yep. So Peter is the free spirit where things are just like, you know, you Peter pan it into existence. <laughs> so for us, uh, the first time we sat down and wrote the go forward plan, we did it pencil and paper with Ryan and Jamie Smith who introduced us to it. Right. Um, David and Katie speak about them on the webinar. Are we going to share the webinar? We sure are. Um, but then as it's grown, we have it on this map. And so in the middle of the map is the Cleveland family. And then the five branches are the five F's and then the sub branches, um, off to the side. So, um, what, what it looks like, I think blue chips and white chips get thrown around and like under, under family for blue chips, like one of the most important is to eat five meals a week as a family. And that is a blue chip. That's important. That is the four of us at a table in conversation and communion with each other. But then a white chip might be five meals at home. You know, like we maybe have to adjust that some weeks if, you know, dinner doesn't work out or we need to do it on the fly after gymnastics. So um, it looks like a very organized thing and in practical use. It's just in the daily practices that we're in. Excellent. Excellent. I listened that maybe, Lee, you modernize the go forward plan a little bit. Okay. Kellen, it's so funny. We sat down to do this year's. Peter rolled in with these giant boards <laughs> with like big words on them and color markers. There was There were push pens and... Uh, like rubber bands. Okay. Okay. You know? And okay. I've got my computer. I'm sitting there with my computer with my shoulders all tight, like just typing on the computer. It's just the way you approach it can be personal. That's great. But the outcome is what matters. That's uh, there you go. That's a good narrative. That's excellent. So how has it maybe impacted you both either in your marriage, mm. relationships with your children? I know they're still young or with others, your, your family or your friends. It's a good question. Um, well, last year was like we had the training wheels on, right? Uh, it was our first year doing it. Um, I would say that, um, you know, we didn't follow through on all the commitments we made. Um, we One of the things we fell short on was checking in throughout the year last mm. year. Um, uh, but as we revisited it, uh, by the grace of God, we completed a lot of the things that we did write down last year. Um, and so I think that, um, you know, this year will be much more intentional about checking in um, throughout the year. And that will, you know, be a much greater chance of, of following through all, on all the commitments. I think, too, it's like an unintended um, outcome, I guess, of creating the plan and then trying to live within it. 
is that it creates space for us to speak truths to each other. Um, because you've already high level touched on the most important things about these areas in our life. And they've been diagram, you know, they overlap, but, um, that way, if something pops up and we say, Hey, that's, that's not what we talked about for this year. And it sounds so fun, you know, like, let's keep it in the inventory, maybe for next year's, you know, edits or inclusions, you know, so, um, it's created space to let iron sharpen iron in a safe space. That's really good. Yeah, and to keep going with that, um, you know, within commitments are boundaries. Um, and, you know, it, you're basically back to one of your other questions, what's a go forward plan? Uh, another answer to that would be it's a stake in the ground. Hmm. These are the things that I'm committed to, that we're committed to, and we're not going to compromise them, not for anybody um, or anything, um, which can include friends, extended family. So sometimes you're saying uh, no to things, um, which can be difficult. Um, but in the, in the long run, it's, uh, it's worth the outcome that you, uh, that you want to achieve. Yeah. That's really good. Helen, I don't know if you've ever heard Daryl on the team. She, she told me my first week working here at Financial Harvest five years ago, she said, every yes that I say is a no to something else. <laughs> that makes me think of wisdom of DP. Wow. That's, that's deep wisdom, too. That's, that's heavy right there. That's highly <laughs> valuable. I, I think that's so important because if you ask anyone if they're working or if they're definitely a stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home dad, they're busy. You ask anyone, hey, how's it going? Most of the time, 90% of the time, they're busy. So it's so easy to lose your commitments when you're busy. So I love the, the narrative and the visual that it's a stake in the ground. It keeps you tethered. So that, that was fantastic. Well, I only have one more question. So what would your advice be to our listeners who are feeling overwhelmed today and need to recenter? I would say take the risk of setting the goals. Um, within every goal, there's an opportunity or a possibility of failing, but take that risk um, to, to get committed and um, achieve something that has maybe been on your mind for some time. I would add to take the risk um, to communicate, like uh, open up that vulnerability of saying there's something I wanna achieve and I don't know how and I need your help. Um, there's, there's super intimacy that comes with being able to have those narratives and conversations, you know, um, last year I had an injury and I was working through healing an elbow injury and I couldn't do yoga, which was my thing. It was my exercise thing. So, uh, I just took off out the front door running and with coaching from select people in this office who are outstanding runners themselves, um, I was able to complete a half marathon at the end of the year. And uh, in like July, I sort of penciled it in on the go forward plan. Like, I'm going to like kind of add this in here. Is this wild? Um, but I shared it with Peter and I let him know that it was important. And it was like, it's going to take me on Saturdays being gone for, you know, half the day a lot and saying, I'm not sure if I can do it, but I want to try. So it's just like an example of one of the areas where you have to express vulnerability and ask for help and communicate and trust. So that's where I would start. Open your mouth. <laughs> Fantastic. 
All right. Well, um, also to our listeners, this has been very valuable. I had no doubt that it was going to be. I also want to be very clear that I am not one of those select runners that Lee was speaking to. I have not been called in that area, but thankfully she has other members of our team that are very well suitable for that. Well, Kellen, Peter has a goal of benching 220. Benching 205 and squatting 225. So maybe you could help maybe me there. Maybe you can help there. <laughs> Okay. Okay. You know, maybe I can help a little bit. You know, I've, I've lost a lot, but you know, maybe I can throw in a couple points here and there. That's awesome. I have no doubt you'll get there and look better than me. Um, well, as always, thank you everyone for taking time out of your day to be intentional on being a great steward of joining us today. We also have a recording our recent webinar, like Lee was talking about, of a go forward plan. Specifically for additional detail, you can visit our website or reach out to us. Uh, via email for an actual recording link to that. Also on the website, if not already a client of ours, uh, you can please feel free to click on get a second opinion to meet with us and see if there are any gaps in your current planning. And then as always, please reach out to myself, Kellen at financialharvest.com or info at financialharvest.com. And we'll pick one hot topic to address at the beginning of our next episode. Until next time, no matter where you are in your life, Keep planting, harvesting, let's prosper together. Thank you, everyone.